Welcome, everyone, to my new radio show on Anchor.fm. Uh, it's going to be on Spotify and other major platforms. Today's topic is called Living in Two Worlds. It's Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. And I'm excited to uh, have this new platform to share my, my God-given gift and my spiritual knowledge over being in practice since 1996. And this new show, by the way, is called Psychic Eyes. Wow, where do I, where do I begin? I guess I should start with my first visual, let's say, psychic experience. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was six years old. And before I even get into that story, it's written on my website, LorenzoMarion.com. You can go check that out, too, in the About Lorenzo um, icon on my website. Animals and children are the most psychic beings on the planet, bar none. You know, because children are not veiled. Once you begin to tell a child that what they're saying or or thinking or seeing is not real you you shut them down so in other words because i've worked with psychic children before and i was a, a very psychic child let's say your four-year-old child or grandson walks over to you and says that they've seen um grandma grandpa whatever and you look at them and say, don't say that. Grandma died last summer. You're scaring me. See, if you say that enough times, you're going to shut the child down. You're going to close them off. You know, the third eye begins to close off a little bit. And I know some of you listening to me are probably saying to yourself or thinking, well, that would frighten me. Because like, I've worked with psychic children and their parents, too. Okay, but just for a brief moment, listen to them. Listen to your child or grandchild and say, what did grandma say or what did grandpa say? See, when you do that, you are allowing your child to give you the most purest, clearest insight because their channel has not been clogged up. You know, they're just four years old. They're just recently from the spirit world. It's when life crowds in. Because I remember when I was about 13, 14 years old, life started crowding in. But I was still very, very psychic. So anyway, let me get back to um, how I started seeing and, and sensing. And, and at one point, knowing consciously that I was different. So I'm six years old. And just a regular, let's say, quote-unquote normal six years old. I'm sure I probably was visual hearing things before six years old, but I have no conscious memory of that. I do remember at six. And one night I was trying to fall asleep, and I was hearing my father talking. Um, my parents' bedroom was down the hall. 
And I mean, at six years old, I was smart enough. I, I remember thinking to myself, or waiting to hear my mother respond. I'm like, who was he talking to? I didn't even hear my mother respond. She was in the bed with him. And at that moment, my curiosity got the best of me. And I got out of bed, crept down the hallway, only to see my parents' door was um, slightly open. And I could see like a little nightlight or whatever flashing. So I went closer to the door and as I opened the door a little bit, I see my father looking over at my grandmother sitting in a rocking chair. My grandmother at that time was transitioned or passed away about 20, 25 years. And I open the door a little bit more and I see my mother sound asleep and my dad's talking to my grandmother and she looked beautiful and she was in a golden white light and all of a sudden they both turned around my grandmother in spirit and my dad and they looked at me and you know that look as a small child that you get from your 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 parents your folks and um, the look was go to bed so uh, in a loving way I mean it wasn't anything negative about that so I closed the door and I crept down the hallway and I went to bed the next day I woke up uh, my dad probably went to the store wherever he was but he wasn't home when I woke up and my mom was there and I didn't say anything to my mother but prior to this experience my mother always used to say to me and my uh, two sisters, I have a younger brother too, but he wasn't born at the time, would always say that my dad would um, talk to his mother and that she would uh, visit, you know, visit my dad at night. Now, I, I don't remember my mother ever saying that she's seen my grandmother, my dad's mom, but she was um, aware that these quote unquote meetings were happening. So anyway, my dad wasn't home when I woke up the next day after seeing my grandmother in spirit. And it was probably up about an hour or two. My dad came home and we were having lunch. We always used to, or my mother, I guess, got us into the habit. Me and my dad always used to eat pepperoni and mustard sandwiches. And I remember my dad looking over at the table at me and uh, over the table and he said you know grandma came and visited last night and um, you know what you seen was real you know just validating me left and right and he said you could see spirit too or, or something like uh, you will be able to see spirit like I do something along the lines of that and then he said okay pass the mustard and that was it see not everyone has that type of conversation a lot of times especially if we go back four or five hundred years ago or let me not even go back that far let's say 50 years ago anyone a child or an adult who talked about hearing voices outside of themselves seeing spirits seeing shadows they were locked up in a psychiatric hospital, psychiatric ward, 
or they were just locked up in the house and, and you know, uh, was looked at as some, as some weirdo or something. Then, you know, as time progressed, looks like, you know, quote-unquote mainstream media couldn't hide it anymore because more and more people were coming out, let's say, and, and writing about near-death experiences, uh, having premonitions that later came true, Reiki healing, uh, we would see psychics on TV. I mean, so now it's accepted. And I was grateful that I chose, because we do choose, and this is something I talk about on my other radio show, on uh, Block Talk Radio, it's another podcast. I've been on that since 2009. I had an 11-year running show called Ask Lorenzo, where you could call in and ask me one question. I was given many psychic readings, and of course, like this, I would give a spiritual topic before picking up the phone calls, uh, the call-ins. You know, I tell people this all the time, and, and even when I say it out loud, I always say to myself, were there drugs on the other side? And I said this to my spirit guide. We did choose. You chose your mother, your father, your zodiac sign. This is before coming through the birth canal, before you came to planet Earth. You didn't just come out of, you know, your mother's birth canal, and here I am for the first time. No, we've been here many, many, many times, many times. You choose your place of location, your um, race, everything. Everything that you're going to experience is already preordained. Now, of course, we have thoughts and feelings, and I'm big on affirmations. You know, thoughts are things and words create. But everything is, is predestined. So another, let me just explain it this way for those of you listening to this, you know, concept for the first time, because I've been talking about it for over two decades in my readings, classes, and when I have the opportunity to do large presentations. I love those, and I love having platforms that I could use to do my you know, radio show, because I used to be with iHeartRadio too, because I'm reaching more people versus if I'm just over the phone doing one reading, which, you know, there's a ripple effect to that too, because then they could tell their friends and their friends could tell their friends, but when you have five, 600 people in the room, Everybody's getting it all at once, simultaneously. If you're listening to this concept for the first time on, you know, being born before you were born here and um, choosing your reality and all this, just take what you want and leave the rest behind. That's always been my slogan. I'm not here, to, I'm not on planet Earth to convince or convert anybody. I could, and who would want to anyway? I want you to have your own mind and find your own God center. But I only share what I know to be true on a soul level. I've experienced this before. I've had out-of-body experiences as far back as I can remember. I'm a psychic medium. I've been doing readings for 25 years, both over the phone and in person. I've done live readings and huge seminars where you could ask me a question in front of the audience. I've been on radio for 12 years now. And I had my own near-death experience in 2012. But just because the chart is preordained, let me just give you a scenario here. Let's say you wrote in your chart 
or blueprint, whatever you want to call it, but we call it a chart in the spirit world, heaven, the other side, whatever you want to call it, um, that you were going to be married at 30, have your first child at 30, let's say 31, and be divorced by 60. Let's say, let's just, just put it out there that that's preordained. Now, as you're going through the divorce, you're going to have feelings and thoughts and all this other stuff. So even though it's preordained, how are you going to face what is already preordained in front of you already? How are you going to feel about it? Are you going to be kicking and screaming about the divorce? Are you going to say, oh, thank God? You know, so we do have our feelings and thoughts and emotions that can somewhat affect how we're going to feel uh, or how we're going to experience that, you know? So, that being said, my first experience uh, at six years old, seeing my grandmother, which was a wonderful first experience, because in the psychic world, we always get the negative first. So certain people say they've seen a plane crash or, you know, a train derailing or someone dying and they go, oh, my God, I don't want no part of this. And that, that happened to me more when I was in high school, you know, between 15, 16, 17 years old, I would get a lot of that. And let me explain why. Because negativity travels faster than positive energy on the earth plane. And that's how it works. This is, a, this is a negative environment. If you don't believe me, put on CNN. Put on Fox 4 or Fox 5. So, of course, you're going to, let's say, get the negatives first of um, something bad happening. But don't listen to other people and go, oh, don't, don't, don't play around with that. That's bad. No. Our Lord was the greatest, let's say, prophet, psychic, whatever you want to say, of all times. And even Jesus said, what I can do, so could all of you. And we said, no, 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 we can't do that. This gift comes from God. You know, how long are we going to keep going on and on and on that anything that has to do with psychics and mediums and uh, Reiki healing is, is just so bad, it, it's, it's, it's evil? Come on. It's all from God. You know, if you, because I've read all 26 versions of whatever Bible literature out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, we got the Bhagavad Gita and we got the, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And everything kind of just said, you know, love God almost. If you, if you go through it. And we all come in with these wonderful gifts. So anyway, I'll get back to that another time. So, when I was about 11 years old, I remember um, talking about my gifts. Like I would say to maybe my si sister sitting next to me or a cousin or um, a family me member, relative, I would say, did you hear that? And they go, hear what? And I go, oh, okay. Um, Who's that man standing in the hallway? And they would say to me, you know, they being a relative or a friend or whoever, would say, um, I don't see anybody. Then, because I remember this, I was in, I had to be 
in about fifth or sixth grade. I'm going to say, I'm going to say fifth grade. Then I remembered at that time that something was either wrong with me or I was different. I remembered. I said, oh, so something's not right. But here's something interesting. Even though I consciously remember thinking all of that, I didn't go into some type of depression. I, that happened when I got a little older, when I was about uh, 15, 16 years old. I just let, I dropped it. I let it go. I said to myself, you know what? I'm keeping my mouth shut. I am not going to say anything about a vision I have or voices that I'm hearing. And I didn't even have a fear that I would be locked up somewhere in a mental hospital. Like I said, that came later on in life. Then I said, uh-oh, because my father was a psychic. He wasn't a practicing psychic, but he was a psychic medium. His mother was my grandmother, Carrie. Her mother was, her, her mother's mother was, and we go back almost 300 years, close to around 300 years of psychics. See, but it's the genetic pipeline was on my father's side. And I say this all the time because literally from my research and everybody else's research, 90% of the time, for some reason, it comes more on the maternal side. You know, and, and I guess we could say because, you know, we're comprised of male and female, left and right brain. So we have the emotional part of us, the right brain, and then we have the intellectual side, the left brain. And that's the whole concept of the mother and father God. And, and I'll get into that probably in another uh, show topic. But it's normally, normally, let's say, um, would come, it comes from God, obviously. All wonderful gifts come from God. But it usually runs in the family more on your mother's side. So anyway, I had to. I always have to be different, right? Then I had to be more different. I, I came in, you know, uh, biracial, interracial marriage of my parents, um, a black father, white mother, and um, so I, you know, I, and other stuff um, became in different as I wanted to learn on every level possible. But again, at 11 years old, I knew to keep my mouth shut, you know, um, because I remember uh, right after that experience, when I was six years old, my aunt, my mother's sister, she only has one sister, she was, she just recently got divorced and, and she was dating around and everything. And I remember um, one occasion, one holiday occasion, my aunt brought a, um, a, you know, a guy over to the family uh, holiday event. I think it was Christmas, yeah. And, you know, you bring somebody over and she's introducing this this, uh, this fella to everybody and she gets over to me and, you know, says this is my nephew or whatever. I remember looking up at him and saying, you have a wife. Can you imagine? And he turned bright red, my aunt's face turned red, and uh, I got in trouble. You know, go to your room, and um, I didn't know what I did wrong. I just said something that I known to be true. So fast forward from that, it was like a month or two later, my aunt 
found out that this guy that she was seeing, who she thought he was single, he did have a wife. He was having an affair. You know, so, of course, you're scolded, and, you know, everybody's all turned upside down about what I said. But um, that was, you know, that was my first entrance into a reality that saying the truth was either forbidden or people were afraid of it. So I kept my mouth shut. So, okay, 11 years old, I didn't say anything else about, you know, did you see that? Did you hear this to other people? And um, at that time, my parents were divorced. They divorced uh, when I was nine years old. My mother was remarried at that time. Uh, you know, moving forward when I was about fifth grade, she was already remarried. And um, my uh, my brother came up came in this world in 1990 and uh, just for the record my younger brother and two older sisters don't carry the gift psychic but one uh, no not one two of my sisters my two sisters their um, first daughters because one of my sisters has one daughter and uh, my other sister Oh, God, I stopped counting it. It's just five kids. It's just three daughters. Their two older daughters uh, are psychic, born psychic. Now, they don't practice in it. In other words, you know, they're not going around doing readings, but they came in with the gift. So, that being said, it could skip a generation, too. You know, um, you could have it, let's say, at this psychic ability, and then your grandson could have it or whatever. So when we moved, because we moved around a lot, I, I mean, I, it was just so much. Um, moved with my mom and um, stepfather and siblings. And we landed in um, Westbury, Long Island. And then my mother got a divorce again and then we moved let's say to the other side of the tracks in Westbury and at that point I was uh, enrolling into middle school and the I, I was only there for a year the, the, sc the school was bad but you know I, I guess it was more scarier for my mother I was young I, I mean it really didn't bother me that much I met a lot of friends it wasn't a very good school district at all and um so many things were happening, and my mother said, nope, you, um, you could finish this year. But, uh, yeah, it was that was eighth grade. You could finish your eighth grade year in the school, but you're moving with your grandmother. And when you get in ninth grade, I said, oh, my, you, know, you know, you're a kid. I said, oh, my friends are here, and I don't want to move with my grandmother. And I ended up moving with her, and I went to um, another high school. So there I am, ninth grade, I have to meet all new people, all new friends, new environment. And I said to myself, I am not saying anything about my psychic gifts. Being a psychic, nothing. But, you know, I ended up opening my mouth, not even on purpose. There was, And I wrote this in my book, A Journey Through a Psychic's Eyes, which used to be all over the internet, but it's, it's, it's no longer, I'm going to be republishing that um, at an issue with the publishing company. 
So I, I'm just letting you know because if you go, oh, I'm going to go on Amazon and get it, you won't be able to get it now. But it will be republished soon, trust me. But I wrote this, uh, wrote this uh, situation I'm going to tell you real quick in A Journey Through a Psychic Size that was published in 2010. It was, I was in ninth grade, new school, everything like that. And I was spending a night at a friend of mine's house. I think it was me, him, and two other uh, boys. And I don't know how the conversation got to where it got, but I told one of my new friends at the time that his parents, uh, you know, I knew his parents were divorced and his dad has a girlfriend and on. I just kept going on and on. They have an apartment. I described what she looked like. And his face turned pale white. He said, what? How did you know that? And I go, and I go, oh, um, it was a lucky guess. He said, oh, no, there is no way. You just met me. You just moved here. There's no way. I never told anybody my folks, you know, got a divorce because he was, you know, not that he was embarrassed. I mean, he didn't want to talk about it. You know, he was still depressed. It was, it was still so recent. I mean, I think when I met him, they just got a divorce probably about two, three months ago. He wasn't going around school telling everybody, oh, my parents got a divorce and my dad has a girlfriend that I don't like. So I said, no, 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 no. I couldn't convince him that I just, you know, it was a lucky guess. Um, I think it was the next day or the day or two after. He, uh, yeah, because it was a weekend. So I think it was like two days after, you know, we went into school. Uh, he told everybody. A, a lot of the kids found out, the teachers found out. And um, I started reading... The, my uh, high school teachers, they would give me a late pass and I would um, give them a mini reading and get a late pass and go over to my next class. And um, it, it was just, you know, when I share this story, it's still, it's, it's mind boggling. It's like, wow, how blessed I was that, you know, because it, it could have went another direction. They could have said, you know, just get this kid out of here, or um, he's a weirdo, he's this, he's that. I mean, it could have been a negative, but, I mean, they all loved it, you know. And, and here I am, young, I was in my sophomore year, uh, 10th grade, when I really, really started to, you know, I remember giving my social studies teacher reading, and I was just so astounded how accurate, you know, people were telling me, like, what I was predicting was coming true. And, and let me just, let me just clear this up no psychic on this planet is or ever will be a hundred percent that's only for god but you better be more right than wrong for credibility reasons you know that's why people always getting on psychics and oh they were right about this but they were wrong see they always remember what you were wrong about they don't talk all the time what you were right about you could watch these, um, I was going to say a news anchor, the uh, meteorologists. And, um, you know, they could tell you it's going to be a blizzard storm this weekend and the birds would be chirping. It's sunny. It didn't even snow. A doctor could, could uh, you know, misdiagnose 10 people. Of course, they'll get in trouble with malpractice down the line or, uh, you know, any other type of lawsuit. But they seem, people seem to jump more on psychics. So nobody's 100%, but you better be more right than wrong you know, for credibility reasons. And thank God, you know, my accuracy has been up there. I, I mean, I'm all over the internet. I mean, someone would have found me out eventually and said, this, this guy's a talking head, you know, because my motive is pure 
and I know it comes from God, and my intentions are always pure. I really, really love what I do, and I love helping people and um, being able to guide them, but I'm not psychic about myself. There's no psychic on this planet who could read themselves. How would that even work? How would that even be possible? What would be the point of me coming down here if I could you know, foretell my own future timeline? A surgeon can't operate on him or herself. I always use that analogy, and I got that from somebody, and it makes perfect sense, you know, because people get confused about that. Oh, how come you don't know the lotto numbers? How come you didn't know that relationship was going to fall through the cracks? Or how didn't you know that that was a bad investment deal? I have to learn, just like all of you, there are no free lunches at all. So if you are ever interested in getting a personal reading from me, you could call my business, The Soul's Journey, at 941-624-6346. My website is www.lorenzomarion.com. Let me spell that out for you. It's L-O-R-E-N-Z-O-M-A-R-I-O-N.com. I have a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio called Clairvoyant Premonitions. I started that June 5th of last year, 2020. And that airs every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a half-hour radio show. I give a spiritual topic. And you can call in the show. And, you know, uh, if you want me to answer a question for you, I only take one question. And all that information, there's a link on my website. But if you want to go on blogtalkradio.com, you can type in my show name and it will show up uh, Ask Lorenzo and Clairvoyant Premonitions. I will be on every Wednesday sharing some insight and some spiritual knowledge. God bless all of you and make sure you're living your truth and doing the best you can in the circle that you were placed in. Thank you.